This is Teresa from Santosha Yoga. I'm Cindy Chase. And I'm Penny Carroll. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mindful, Mindful Moments. Moments. So today we would like to um, talk about yoga off the mat. Um, I know that's kind of a term. I know that people throw that around kind of bit, but yoga off the mat. We know our practice. You know, we unroll our mat. We walk into the studio, or we do it at home, and we begin our asana practice. But what is yoga off the mat? What is right. yoga off the mat? Right, Teresa. What do teachers mean when they say take your yoga from your mat out into the world? It means that whatever you learned on the mat that day, whether it be breath, breath work, whether it means um, something you learned about your body or maybe through the theme or of the teacher or the intention of the teacher, you learn something about yourself or the world and you take that practice and you incorporate it into your life. Okay, so how, so how would we incorporate uh, breath work off the mat? If you're standing in line somewhere, if you're stuck in traffic somewhere, or if at work you're in an uncomfortable situation, instead of um, getting anxious or upset or giving someone the bird in traffic, <laughs> you would learn some type, you would take in some type of breath technique that you learned in your yoga practice on your mat. Yeah. Yeah, help yeah. to diffuse it. It's a, it would be a diffusing the situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe help us to relax a little bit before sure. we respond. Yep. Give us a little space. Yep. Things like that. When yeah. I was a kid, my mother would, um, rumor has that I was a precocious child. Really? Yes. I know we find that all surprising. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember as if it was yesterday, my mother would say to me, Teresa, I'm going to count to 10. Mm -hmm. And now I realize, oh my gosh, that was her way <laughs> of centering that was her way of, you know, stepping back from the situation and diffusing the problem. Yeah. So. Not not just strangling you right there well, when you were seven years old. Or run after me, but then it got to the point I was faster than her, so <laughs> I would outrun her. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Penny, what do you think um, taking your yoga off the mat is? I think there's different levels to it. Okay. <laughs> there's layers. There's okay. always layers of things. Um, but I'm just right off the bat talking about, you know, physical practices or the, the breath practices and, and doing that immediate, I can calm down somewhere mm -hmm. um, or teach somebody to calm down when they need to if it's not on the mat in the middle of a straining pose. But also that we can do some reaching and some side bends and some toe touching that will help us physically when mm -hmm. we're in our house. So mm -hmm. we can reach the coffee cup on the top shelf, mm -hmm. even on our tippy toes because our husband is six foot four. <laughs> or we can get down under the the stove when the marbles roll under there. I had boys. The marbles oh, I, were, I, I thought and matchbox cars always running under the I refrigerator. You, you lost your marbles. So. I, they're all under the stove. <laughs> Mine are under the refrigerator. Yeah, nothing like chaturanga to get down there on your belly and yeah. do a little locust pose to find yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. So basically, is a good um, is a good way to that we can bring our yoga off mm -hmm. the mat. It reminds me of my my husband's mother, who's who's no longer here. But she was this very tiny little woman, and to look at her, you would think that she was, because she was thin and tiny, that she was in, in good, good physical health or flexibility, and she wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day she was staying with us, and we, you know, with the four boys, we had 10,000 gallons of milk in the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And I remember she 
went to pick up a gallon of milk and hurt her shoulder mm-hmm. and yelled at me. Why did I have such heavy milk in my refrigerator? Right. <laughs> and it's like, um, I've got four boys, but then it oh my gosh, she had she had no physical strength mm-hmm. to pick up a gallon of milk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think we, 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 I know we all talk about, we've taken each other's classes, and, and I know um, we talk about that, but we we talk about, um, you know, doing our balancing poses so that when we're older, we can get ourselves out of the chair. You know I mean? And, and so our yoga, like you said about the physicality of it, does definitely help us in our in our um, outside outside life. Right. Balancing, balancing up and down, mm-hmm. out of that chair, mm-hmm. slip and fall season, mm-hmm. Ice, mm-hmm. icy roads, icy mm-hmm. sidewalks in yep. Michigan. Yeah. So that we can kind of yeah. recover from that. Mm-hmm. Falling out of tree pose really helps us recover. From yes, it <laughs> yes, it does. You know, you know, I mean, and losing your balance, and I, you know, I see, you know, students get frustrated with it. And I'm like, but that's part of learning about it. And that's part of learning how you keep your balance in your life and in different situations. You know, if it's an, an emotional situation, right. keeping your balance, you know, if it's a work situation, like you said, or traffic or whatever, you know, just learning how to sway like a palm tree as opposed to, you know, just snapping in half. Well, again, and, and that in fact is yoga off the mat because life is not always going to be balanced. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna fall, and maybe not hopefully not physically, but we're gonna fall mm-hmm. maybe emotionally or out of a situation, and it's going to happen all the time. And then how recover from that? You know, do we laugh? Yeah. So, and when my classes, I tell them laugh. If you fall, mm-hmm. laugh. You know, just try to fall with grace. Mm-hmm. Don't don't fall with this heavy foot stomping down of frustration. Mm-hmm. Try to fall with grace mm-hmm. and try again. Yeah, and no, everybody falls. You know, I mean, and don't, don't you know, don't take ourselves so seriously. <laughs> Hard thing to do. Hard yes, thing it to does. do. That ego. Yeah. That ego. Yeah. Um, something that I thought about when I was thinking about yoga off the mat was um, performing service. You know, when we take the time to come to our mat, you know, however many times a week we we do, um, you know, we're doing a service for ourselves. You know, we're doing a service physically, we're doing a service, we give ourselves a little mental space, maybe a little emotional space, and we can take that off the mat for the things that we do, you know, for others mm-hmm. out in the world. You know, if, if we, we talk about, you know, karma, our karma yoga, which is our service and things like that. Or seva, seva, selfless service. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, that reminds us, you know, when we're so caught up in our own world and thinking everything is, you know, so traumatic and we have all this stuff going on, if we think to do something for somebody else, and it takes us out of our own space so much. Right. And really, um, I think of it too, besides the physical and the emotional and kind of going off of what you were saying is the yamas and our yoga ethics lead us from our mat out into the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is this whole inner practice that we do through meditation and um, our physical practice and looking inward with the pratyahara. But really we are practicing to go out into the world. Mm -hmm. The yoga is just kind of a whole study in being a human being. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. really breathing, moving, interacting, mm-hmm. and realizing how we're all connected. Yeah. And I think it's when we take our yoga off the mat, out into the world in that way, we have that interactive, ethical relationship with one another. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to not ram my grocery cart into the stranger in the grocery store because I respect mm-hmm. her as a human being. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole ethical part mm-hmm. of taking the yoga off the mat. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I wrote that down too. Is practicing the yamas and niyamas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's a big. I did the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a big thing that you know we talk about a lot in our practice. You know, on our mats and off our mats. Um, you know, 
nonviolence with yourself. Start right there. Start right there. Right. Um, Michael Stone has a series of books. Um, I think his first book was all about the inner practices of yoga, and, and then he got to thinking about moving um, moving out, and he wrote a book called Yoga for the World Out of Balance, for a world out of balance. And the foreword is by Iyengar, BKS Iyengar, and he said, if the individual is the world, the world is also the individual. One learns through yogic discipline the ways and means to balance one's life so that it's in rhythm with the environment around us. And the flavor of yoga is that it helps us to interact and express interrelationship by balancing not only within ourselves, but those relationships with one another and our environment, our natural surroundings. Oh, that's, yeah. Kind of hits it all. Yeah, yeah, kind of hits it all. Yeah, that does, yeah. And then later in that book, Michael, um, I, I think it's at the very end, he asks these questions. How does spiritual practice support and motivate our choices and ambitions? Mm. And how can my personal enlightenment be the goal of practice if there's so much suffering going on in the world around me? Hmm. Let's talk about that. See that. Read that one more time. That last part. How can my personal enlightenment be the goal of practice if there's so much suffering going on around me? Us. It's it's okay. If Mama ain't happy, <laughs> nobody happy. So how can we how can we help the suffering around us if we don't first take care of ourselves? Mm -hmm. That's the airplane analogy again, you know, the gas. Put, your, put your oxygen mask on yep. first and then you can help the person next to you, yep. you know, and there's always going to be suffering, you know, I mean, unfortunately. you know, unfortunately, there's always going to be, so we're human beings and that's just, you know, that's part of our, you know, it's part of our journey, um, but I guess just to help others, you know, ahimsa, you know, nonviolence, you know, not lying, not stealing, not wasting your energy, not being possessive about things, you know, again, the yamas those types of things right yoga yoga and meditation they're not about escaping the suffering right of your humanity because like you said we all do suffer um, and it's, so it shouldn't be about escaping that for 60 to 90 minutes when mm -hmm. you, it just does feel good mm -hmm. when you're in a yoga practice at least the shavasana usually is mm -hmm. <laughs> take five minutes out of your day right. and rest um, but it's really about becoming present to what's happening here now and what's real and what's the story my head or my ego mm -hmm. is telling me as well. So it's not about yoga or practice on the mat isn't about being perfect. We're never going to get a perfect 10 like somebody mm -hmm. on a balance beam in gymnastics. Right. Rather, we just have to show up and look at our habits yeah. and yeah. look at how we perceive things and look at our relationships and then really be able to carry that into the world as, oh, that might be why I acted like that when she said that. Or that might be why she's acted like that when this happened. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to look at the world in a fresher way. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, the suffering part, you know, again, we're human. It's just, it's going to happen. But you said, like, to, to acknowledge it. And I think so much of our society just tells us, you know, to make it go away, which is we self-medicate with, be with, you know, the Internet or shopping or, you know, drugs or sex or food or whatever, mm -hmm. booze, whatever. And, you know, we have to learn how to just deal with it. You know what I mean? To just be aware of it. And then, you know, when we start to become present with our own, I think we become softer toward other people's suffering. You know, people who we may have had, you know, I don't know. I can't think of the word. <laughs> I can't think of the word. But we may have not had some as much compassion 
you know, but when we become aware of it, yeah, you know, people we're indifferent with, you know, I mean, when we, we come to terms with our own and realize, you know, hey, I'm suffering right now, you know, and then you see other people and, you know, you're, I, I know that I have found that I'm not as harsh. I'm, I'm a little less judgmental, you know, this, others. this week in my classes, my theme has been, um, the meta meditation, which is sending loving kindness to yourself, to someone you love into the world mm -hmm. as a whole. And I start out the class with saying, it's an, you know, I, it'd be understating to say that the world is a little bit wonky right now. And it, it's making people anxious, whether mm -hmm. they realize it or not, it's making people anxious. And I would, I would beg to say, the world has always been wonky. You're right. Oh, Adam and Eve. You're right. <laughs> You're yes, right. yes, it has been always But been social wonky. media has made it yeah. even more wonky because we get everything instantly. Yeah. But if we, to practice yoga off the mat, you'd send that loving kindness first to yourself. Again, as mm -hmm. Cindy was saying, you first send that loving kindness to yourself, that mm -hmm. self-care. Mm -hmm. And then when I've got my act somewhat together some days, mm -hmm. I'll send it to, to Penny and Cindy, mm -hmm. the people I love. And then the third step to this is probably the hardest for people to do is you send this loving kindness meditation to your enemies, to people that have done you wrong, mm -hmm. that people that have just upset you. Mm -hmm. And if that to me is a big step with, with practicing yoga off the mat mm -hmm. is Yeah, it's 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 a compassion for people who you have a differing opinion with. You know, I mean we can still respect people we disagree with. We can Correct. still have that, you know, we can still have that respect, you know, it, but it's difficult sometimes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's difficult at times, but, you know, but it's, but it's worth it. You know, I mean, if, if we all, uh, there's a sign at um, Maple and Woodward um, on the northwest corner of Maple and Woodward, and it said, everybody just needs to be nice to everybody else. Yeah. It's just a big wooden sign that's there nice. on the corner. Everybody just needs to be nice to everybody else. I thought... Yes, we do. Yes, mm -hmm. we do. We, it's that simple. It's that simple. It's that simple. Just be nice. Be kind. Be kind. I think I can speak for the for, for the both of for all three of us. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. But isn't that why the three of us got into teaching yoga mm -hmm. was because we saw what it did to us and how it's helped us in our journeys. And we all have backstories and mm -hmm. we all have wonkiness. And mm -hmm. but. We did it because oh my gosh, look how this helped me. I need I need to share this. Mm -hmm. I need to practice yoga off the mat and send this message and give I need to give other people the tools that have helped me get through the, the crazies of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I was looking through um, the Bhagavad Gita and it said yoga is the practice of tolerating the consequences of being yourself. <laughs> Being yourself is sometimes scary. It's very difficult. It's really hard, you know, when we start to think about, you know, it's easy on the mat because you think, okay, I'm doing this practice, I'm doing my breath, and I got my 60 minutes and I this kind of thing. And then, you know, it, you go out into the parking lot and then you, like, lose. Sometimes you just, like, lose all of that before you even get home. And it's like, I don't want to lose that. I want to, how do I bring that back? How do I cultivate that? You know, and it's like finding our breath. Mm -hmm. You know, breath. Breath is the easiest. Is the easiest. What Penny says, we carry it with us all the time. Yep. You know, it's, right. we just. It's free. Um, it's free. This week in my one of my classes, I had taught about a, a little bit of the ego, the Sanskrit word ahamkara, which kind of refers to the eye maker. So it's kind of that voice inside that's talking. I, 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 I. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly enough, 
human beings really like the stories they tell themselves. <laughs> we do? Did you know that? Ooh. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. We, we really do. prefer those stories and try to agree with those stories rather than the reality of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think the yoga, when we have these practices that help us to take that step back, make that space, whether it's through a breath or just slowing down, mm-hmm. then we can kind of begin to drop that so that we can connect with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think then that, yes, we practice yoga on the mat, then we practice, say, and encourage practice yoga off the mat, mm-hmm. but why? Make the world a better place. That's <laughs> I just did try to make the world a better place. I don't place. know, I thought it was a trick question for a minute. <laughs> well, I think there's a couple ways that we can look at it. Collectively, you know, I can, I can throw away as many water bottles during the day as... I could possibly find or use, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to make a difference in the environment, just me. Mm-hmm. But collectively, mm-hmm. is how we make the difference yes. in the world. So collectively, if we can all just be nice to one another, mm-hmm. that's how we're going to make mm-hmm. a change in the world, and that's how we're going to to heal mm-hmm. culturally, as a, as a, as human beings mm-hmm. on the planet. We can't. I can be the nicest, greatest person in the world, but unless my whole community is right. too, am mm-hmm. I really going to? Right. feel that and fulfill that right and and I think that's where people get frustrated with it is because you know they think well I'm just one person I, I can't make a difference well if I, you know well we see what happens when everybody thinks that way you know then the world gets even more wonky than it you know usual but you know little by little I think you know here in our studio in our community I know we make a difference mm-hmm. I know I mean I see it all the time I mean I see other yoga communities that make a difference you know um with their service work or just the people that are part of their community, how they've changed their lives. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before of how many people have come to the studio and said, I can't believe I found this that saved my life. Right. You know, I'm one of them. Literally. Literally Literally. saved my life, you know. And um, here's another quote, um, TKV um, Desha Kachar. The success of yoga does not lie in the ability to perform postures, mm-hmm. but in how it positively changes the way we live our life and our relationships. That's our yoga off the mat right there. That's that's it right. That is it right there. And getting getting back to what you said about whether we realize it or not, we do make a difference. Um, a student this morning who's been listening to our podcast. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, fan. Thank you, Sarah. Um, and she's been listening to the ones about the yamas and the yamas. Wait, did we just give our first listener call out? We, we did. did. Yeah, yay, Sarah! <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> and she says, "Wow, these yamas and yamas—they're really, I'm really." It's really speaking to me. Do you have a book? Well, yes, we do. <laughs> by Deborah Adele, the Yamas and the Yamas. So we made a difference. So this has affected her life. Mm-hmm. Will in turn affect her home life. Mm-hmm. And will in turn affect her professional job. Mm-hmm. So these little little bitty seeds that we're planting, mm-hmm. they're 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 getting there. Yeah, they're getting. You're quite the gardener, I like to. You guys are phenomenal gardeners. <laughs> You're quite the gardener. You are quite the gardener. Now, we could take it to an extreme as well. And I know in some yoga communities throughout the United States, um, they, they swing this very politically, this yoga off the mat. And we, I don't know if careful is the right term. We're kind of careful here at Santosha as far as throwing our politics out there. Mm-hmm. We encourage everybody to be a good person, mm-hmm. but we're not going to bash somebody Mm-mm. because of their politics or how they think or or where they go to church or any of that. But Mm-mm. I do know some com- communities, yoga communities, that are really um, politically charged. 
um, one way or the other. Um, and then actually would say, let's see how to put this. How far can you be in your yoga practice if you aren't doing more in your community to sway politics to help our United States of America or whatever it might be? What do you guys mm-hmm. think about that? I must be under a rock because <laughs> there are yeah no there are quite a few that scares me yeah you know I mean well they have their belief system I mean and they you know they think the world should be you know a, a different way and they do they they use the platform as uh, the look on your face right now if y'all could see the look on her face right now it's just like <laughs> and I'm not like, saying it's bad one way or the no, other no, I'm mm-mm. partially explaining I, maybe I'm justifying to myself should I be doing more mm-hmm. I think with how that, I, I think, feel yeah. and do? But and, I you know, maybe I can in my in my personal life, in my home right. life, and on my street corner. Mm-hmm. But I don't, especially as a yoga teacher, need to stand up on my platform mm-hmm. and push somebody one way or the other, mm-hmm. um, because who's to say what's what, what right. works for them? Right, right. I agree. I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent We we stress that yoga is not a religion. Yoga is not a religion. No. Yoga is a path. It's a spirituality. And yoga is also nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. So if you're bringing in that that political aspect of it, you're that would be that would be like preaching about Hinduism or Catholicism or something during a class, and then I'm going to be preaching about Republican or Democrat or Independent. Mm-hmm. To me, that's I think yoga. Oh, you just lit my fire. <laughs> Go <here>. for <laughs> it. Go for it. Yoga is about giving you that peace of mind to make the right decisions that you feel are right for you. Mm -hmm. It's not my job to sway you one way or another whatsoever. Right. I agree. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. (laughs) I mean, I, you know, Penny's right. I don't, well, for us, I mean, you know, what other studios or communities do that, you know, that's up to them. It might be easier for us because we are such a diverse community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very much. So that might be easier than if we were in... A community that was all one way of thinking or one political way of thinking or all looked the same way or, mm-hmm. or something like that but and, and again I'm not saying that what they're doing is bad because they're very passionate about what they're mm-hmm. doing and mm-hmm. and saving and yeah experiencing mm-hmm. but I, I think too if your point if you have to say that some person is bad mm-hmm. or because of yeah, their belief because of a belief, then right. you're not practicing ahimsa. Correct. Correct. Right? Exactly. Okay, so you guys are helping me through yes, this. Because exactly. I, I do have some times I'm like, man, maybe I should be doing some more. Mm-hmm. Activism. Yeah, you know. activism, yeah. I, again, I, I, you, I, you already said it. To me, that's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's even like Facebook. I mean, you, you know about my love for social media. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's even on Facebook. When, when, when I do a teacher training, we always have the Facebook talk. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't... You have to stay neutral. Mm-hmm. That's my suggestion. My suggestion is you stay neutral. Mm-hmm. And if you feel you need, I know teachers that have two Facebook pages. They have one for their, you know, yoga, and they have one for their non-yoga, <laughs> and that's fine. But I just, I just think if you're practicing the yamas and the yamas, you have to stay neutral. Yeah, I mean, and I think in your class, in your classes, you do. I mean, you know. You know, we all believe what we believe, and we stand for what we stand for. Um, you know, politically, socially, and all that, and and that's fine. And I, you know, and I think everyone has the right to their opinion, and you know, and if we, you know, be a good citizen. You know, do what you think is right. Um, I don't think we should use our yoga classes at all to, like Penny said, because then you're not practicing ahimsa. Nope. If I'm telling you that you know the way you believe is incorrect, 
well, I'm not respect. First of all, I'm not respecting your view. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, that's just, you know, that's just rude. And I wouldn't want anybody to do it to me, you know. Unfortunately, I haven't been in a yoga class like that. I think I would be very put off. I would, yeah. I would. Well, and I think, and going back to social media, some some of the larger national names that I follow that have gotten political, Mm -hmm. I I might let it pass once or twice, but Mm -hmm. I have stopped following Mm -hmm. yoga teachers that I follow, hoping for yoga teaching information Mm -hmm. and yoga information, because it just all of a sudden becomes so political. Yeah. Yeah, this this may be off the track a little bit, but maybe not, so stop me if it is. To me, this is no different than a celebrity or a sports figure using their platform to express their political view. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to a movie to watch to be entertained. Mm-hmm. I am going to a sporting event to be entertained. I'm not going to that, those venues, to hear your political views. Mm-hmm. And you come, I go to a yoga class to find peace of mind, of body, mind, soul, all that lovely stuff that we like to say. I don't, I'm not going to a yoga class to hear your political views. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Wow, craziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we settled that. <laughs> that. But, and again, but we have to respect, there's, we have two unwritten rules at Santosha. They're kind of unwritten. <laughs> we don't talk about age, because age is immaterial when it comes to yoga. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Because that, I mean, and that happened, I had to kind of put that out there with the last presidential mm-hmm. um, election. Right. Because, I mean, families are divided. Yeah, it's families, very inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Families are still divided. Mm-hmm. And I had to put that out there just saying, you know what? You can't bring that energy in here, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, hopefully you will learn how to handle that energy in a more healthy, constructive way being in this class. Mm-hmm. But I really can't have everyone bringing that energy in here because mm-hmm. it just throws sure. everybody off. Right. And it's just respectful. You know, yeah. You want, to, you want people to come here because it feels safe and calm and peaceful and zen-like how we, how we want our yoga studios. And you don't want to come in here and worry that the person, you know, who had said something the last time you were in class, you walk in and think, oh, no, they're there again. I don't want to sit and listen to them. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that, you know, fortunately it doesn't happen here. But, you know, it's it, because, it, you know, we, we do have those unwritten rules. We yes, we do. Unwritten rules, you know. Yes, we do. But, yeah. What else you got, Cindy? Um, let's see. Again, practicing niyamas and niyamas off the mat. Um, you know, just if, if we just go with the niyamas, cleanliness, you know, mind, body, space you know that's you know that's off our mat you know our homes our cars our desks all those fun things um contentment and this was good um it helps to lose your ego in all things workplace school relationships your yoga practice other exercise or activities so when we you know come to our mat and we fall out of tree pose or we you know our triangle is a little you know wiggly because we're unsteady or whatever's going on, um, ego, Get, mm-hmm. lose the ego. So, um, you know, in India, Yama is the god of death. Mm. So yes. we, Yamas and Yamas, why do we have the god of death right there at the beginning, right? So mm-hmm. um, basically it says that our base human nature, our instincts, our, just who we are as human beings, mm-hmm. um, really leans us towards violence, deceit, greed, and no respect for each other. So when we follow yama, 
we're calling for a death of these things, mm-hmm. a death of the self, a yes. death of that mm-hmm. ego, the, the bad part of the ego. Mm-hmm. And then those things really are the, you know, the ahimsa, the peace, the truth, thoughtfulness, mm-hmm. conservativeness, right. and uh, generosity. So yeah. I just think that's awesome. Penny, yamas and yamas. You're better at this than I am, but wasn't that of the goddess Kali? Isn't that kind of her gig to, to get rid of... Um, I mean, she was, she was, she's an angry little... She, yeah, she's, um, Shiva's counterpart, one of Shiva's counterparts, right. so mm-hmm. he's all about destruction mm-hmm. and death, but you have to have destruction and death in order to start over again, yes. so it's kind of clearing, clearing the way with all that. Yama is kind of a, a bigger, one of those like Indra and another, you know, mm, yeah, okay. yeah, not a consort or okay. one of the big three, as I call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the big three, yeah, they are the big three, yeah. <laughs> yes, so yeah. So thinking about getting ready for this podcast, you know, yoga off the mat, it just says, as, you know, Cindy and Penny said, I just come, kept on coming back, the yamas and the yamas mm-hmm. and the yamas and the yamas. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, how can we take all that and take it into the, take it to the world outside and then in turn treat our families and treat our coworkers. Mm-hmm. And with the meta meditation um, this past week with my students, that last group that we send to the, you know, we wish them peace, we, we wish them good health, we wish them to be at ease. And, and I said to the students, maybe these people are angry and mean because no one ever sent them mm-hmm. any loving kindness. And we don't know everybody's backstory. All we see is the one-dimensional. We don't know the three-dimensional. You, you made me think of the abominable snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Yes. Like everybody thinks he's so mean and he's marching around growling. He just has a toothache. I know. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But yeah. and we don't know what's going on with people. So, you know, if they're grumpy or they snap at us, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm done with them. They're the ones, in my opinion... <laughs> They're the ones that need the loving kindness the most Mm -hmm. for whatever they're going through. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like people driving crazy down the highway. I mean, you don't know. I mean, maybe they're in a rush to get somewhere. Maybe somebody's hurt or somebody's in the hospital. Someone's dying. They have to, you know, or or they just really want to get home and hug their kids today because it's been one of those days and they just need to be home with their family. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we've all been guilty of all that stuff. You know, being that person, people are like, ooh, I don't want to be around you today. And it's just like, yeah, but it's just been a really been a rough week or a rough day or you know I have all these things going on or my you know my family's somebody my family is sick right. you know I mean just compassion and it, it comes back to that interconnectedness mm-hmm. and, and when we think about it that I am you and you are me and mm-hmm. you are Cindy and Cindy's me I mean we are all connected it's mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. big web of this pulsing universe mm-hmm. and when you are feeling bad even though we don't spend a lot of time together mm-hmm. We're aware of it in the five minutes of passing mm-hmm. here in Santosha, so we want to spread that peace mm-hmm. and that love and that joy out into yeah. the world. Yeah, we do. We really do. Interviewing teachers here that I've, I mean, some of the teachers of Santosha, I'm blessed to have had them here for a long time, and interviewing them, I'm learning stuff I didn't know about mm-hmm. them. I know, it's been fascinating. It's like, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And we we have to have more compassion. We have to... We have, we have to take the tools that we've learned mm-hmm. and we have to share it with people outside. I mean, these, the majority of the world, unfortunately, is never going to get onto a yoga mat. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we can't practice our yoga 
off the mat mm-hmm. to help them off right, the mat. Right. Yeah, I mean, and you don't have to ever roll a yoga mat out nope. to practice yoga. You don't have to be roll a yoga mat out to be a yogi. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You really don't. No, that person, that person that opened the door for someone else, or carried groceries mm-hmm. for someone else, or stopped and changed, helped change a flat tire. To me, those are all yogis. Right. Because they're helping out. They're helping yeah. the community. Yeah, they're helping other people. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Just, just be kind. I think I posted something on Instagram earlier this week, and it was just. Just be kind. I mean, that was the the. It was from Cheryl Strayed from her book Brave. Oh, okay. And it was you know a quote from her, and she was saying, you know, we all screw up in this world. We all make mistakes, and we all need to be forgiven and just be kind. And I thought, yeah, that's true. You know, because none of us is you know none of us is guilt free. None of us is lily white. We've all done things. We're not we, perfect. We're not perfect. Oh, sugar. I know. Gosh darn it. Um, but like you said, you know, just stop and help somebody. You know, or say hi. Smile at somebody else. That makes such a difference mm-hmm. to people. I mean, it really makes a big difference. Whenever I'm walking down the street at work, I always try to make sure I make eye contact with somebody and just smile at them and say hi mm-hmm. or have a great day or whatever. You know, you don't know what they're going through today. Nope. You know, I have no idea. One thing this practice has, I mean, one thing, the thousand <laughs> billion things this practice has taught me is that I step back first, I take a breath or two, and I assess the situation mm-hmm. before I answer mm-hmm. or before I judge. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to open my mouth before I judge. And that's the other thing, too. It's, it's When we talk about practicing yoga, if it's not only unkind words to someone, unkind thoughts, mm-hmm. unkind deeds. Just because someone didn't hear what you said or saw what you did, doesn't mean it's not wrong towards that other person or whatever you did it towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, who are you when you're alone? Correct. Correct. Who are you when so you're alone? So if we step back from a situation, like again, you've got your boss screaming at you or you've got somebody's having a meltdown, mm-hmm. you step back and go, oh, where are they coming from, man? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of just judging and jumping in and yeah. you know, getting face to face with them. So we've been working our way through uh, interviewing the yoga teachers here at Santosha, and it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. I have enjoyed myself You guys have surprised me coming out with your interviews. Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it, and I I said to Cindy just a few minutes before you you came in that, you know, you think you know people, you don't know people. No. When you sit down with them one-on-one in a quiet place, you learn things about them that you didn't know. Yeah. So it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've enjoyed it as well. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We got a couple more to go. Mm -hmm. We do. We do. We do. So we thought we'd end in a little bit of a fun, different way. We've been interviewing our teachers, and at the end of the interviews, we've been asking them, would you rather questions? So to be fair, (laughs) we thought it'd be fun to ask each other, would you rather questions? All right. Who wants to go first? Cindy. I'll go first. All right, Penny. Would you rather be a master of every musical instrument or fluent in every language? Musical instruments. Really? Why? Well, I'm, I play the piano and a few other instruments, woodwinds, but I've never been able to master strings, and I would just love to be able to play a guitar, a violin, any, you know, a cello. 
So, oh. and then maybe the drums. So, yes, definitely, without a doubt. Well, that was very. Well, she quick. answered it quickly. Yeah, she, she did. did. That was a very decisive answer. Like, I'm on that. Yeah. All right, Teresa. Would you rather be poor and work at a job you love or rich and work at a job you hate? Um, I've done both. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather work at a job, be poor and work at a job I love. Yeah, I've done both. Done both. Done both. <laughs> Been there, done Haven't that. we all? All right, Cindy, would you rather have bad breath or smelly feet? Oh. Uh, bad breath. Mm. I think. Yeah. I'd be brushing my teeth all the time. Be chewing gum. Chewing gum, mints. Yeah. Teresa, would you rather lose your vision or your hearing? Oh my gosh. Well, both are going, so um, <laughs> I'd have to say hearing. I'd, I'd rather lose my hearing because with, with my vision, I could still see the people I love and I can learn how to read lips and we can write notes to each other and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would do hearing. Mm -hmm. So, all right. My turn? Mm -hmm. All right, Miss Penny, would you rather have a third eye or a third arm? I guess I'll need a third arm if I'm going to be playing all these instruments. <laughs> yes. Right? They can play two at a time. There you go. I love it. All right. And Miss Cindy, mm -hmm. for your birthday, would you rather receive cash or gifts? Gifts. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd rather receive gifts. Because I think, I think they're more thoughtful. And I think that if, you know, people are going to give gifts. At least I know that I try when I give gifts. I try to think of the person that I'm giving the gift to. Cash, you know. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. We're good. We it are. Fun. Good. All right. <laughs> nice. Have a good week. Thank Thanks, everybody. Guys. All right.